And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta Coast, 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 Good afternoon, good afternoon, everybody Welcome to the, uh, this is episode 5 of the Broadview Podcast uh, Welcome Fred back, Fred say hello What's up, what's up? All right, and Fred is here. Uh, we are uh, recording some video here and uh, doing some stuff. So this will probably be the new norm. Uh, I got some good feedback on the sound quality, which makes me happy, even though it only records in in mono, which is not anyone's business. Who cares? Um, all right, let's get this in. So we watched Knives Out. Uh, Knives Out, this is your first time watching Knives Out, right, Fred? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Knives Out is a movie that was in Oscar contention and was, you know, hugely, uh, uh, hugely recommended and everyone seems to love this movie, um, uh, which I don't mean to sound negative, but uh, uh, let me not step on anything. Fred, let's just start with a basic question. Do you think this was a good movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are the, like... I can see why this movie was an Oscar contention because usually movies and Oscar contentions are not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so there, like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think you know, in my opinion, the, these type of movies, I can see why this got you know. Um, there, there are some like good parts of this movie, um, and just the way it's shot, it's like very, it's like kind of weird. Um, it's not, it, you know, it, it's like, uh, I guess like a black, almost comedy, almost like a black comedy, almost type thing, um, where there's like some humorous parts. Um, it's just re- really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so like those type of movies tend to get those type of mm-hmm. Oscar, you know, contention. I mean, like, and I don't want to be come off like super Mr. Liberal here, but I mean, like, this is the whitest cast you could ever see. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a Hispanic, but Marta, well, I don't know if Marta's really Hispanic, though. Yeah. She's Hispanic in the movie. I don't know if she's Hispanic, really. I didn't look it up. She is beautiful, uh, which is, uh, that's what makes her the only minority here. She's the finest person. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, you have Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. He's the the director. He's the um, detective. Yeah, but he's Um, muted. He's largely muted, too. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, like he he's had way bigger roles to do like that. So that I, I you know he must have filmed this movie, mm-hmm. like you know you know like years ago or something. Yeah, you know, it's before weird the how like that happens. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So anyway, um, I found this you know kind of uh, comical. Yeah. Um, in regards to regard regards to that, but um, again, I'm not that big of a. Um, I didn't really. The movie was okay. Like I won't yeah. I won't watch it again. Okay. Um, it's a, like a, a who done it type things so um it just wasn't my cup of tea okay so so not rewatchable to you then either no okay all right that 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 we'll disagree there so so oh, okay. uh, was it good uh well it is interesting i think that in order for this to be a good movie you need to be the type of person who watches a movie and doesn't necessarily give a shit about plot holes kind of because it's it's almost fantasy yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the plot, the plan, it's, it's all like, it's fantastic. Um, 
But if you get past that, it's an enjoyable ride, I think. So I think that there are uh, some rewatchable parts to the movie for sure. I think it can be fun to watch. You know what What I think this is, how this movie comes back rewatchable is this is going to be a very good like Thanksgiving movie, good Christmas movie, because it has that setting. You know what I mean? It's like a winter. Well, it's very film. family. It's yeah. family. It's rainy. It, it's 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 light. Um. So so I and I had wrote I wrote this down here about how the music the the music choice of the movie it's almost Harry Potterish. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like I I don't know what the the right adjective is to describe that, but it's like. And it, it just makes the fantasticness of the plot and of this whole plan, it, it kind of draws your attention away from it because you're put in that mindset that's like, well, this isn't even taking itself that seriously. Right, um, right, right. So, you know, don't worry about the plot necessarily. Don't worry about this plan executed by Captain America over here. Uh, right. Just just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. You know what? It, it, it's like, to me, it's like maybe like a riddle or like a good, like clever joke, Mm -hmm. you know? So like the story, you know, like when you start getting, when, you know, the process and you're trying to guess, but once you find out, then you're good. Yeah. Like, like it's not funny no more. You know, it's not like, that's the way I see it. Like, like the ride was interesting. It was an interesting movie. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I like, since now, once you see it, I feel like that's it. Yeah. Like I, there weren't, weren't like these big memorable scenes for me that, okay. Oh yeah. I would like to see that part again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know what? And I think um, I think that'll bring me next to, to the next question. It is you just said it. Do you do you have a favorite scene of the movie, uh, even though you didn't necessarily enjoy it? Oh man, I don't know. That that's I think that's what me like. It, it wasn't. Yeah. I don't really have a fa- a favorite scene. Mm-hmm. I guess like like the end. Yeah, the, the revelation. Yeah, yeah the, the revelation. revelation. The yeah. revel. No, the credits. The credits. Oh. Like, oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, it, I will say the revelation. When you figure out everything, I mean, because that's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the movie, you're trying to figure out what the heck happened. Yeah. Uh, so I think to me, the revelation is the best part. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like like, I wasn't a big fan of like the overall dialogue because it was like kind of weird. Um, so. Yeah, man. I, I will say just the revelation because it's like I, again, it's a whodunit. You're trying to figure out. It's like a like clue almost. Yeah, very so, much. So, so you you you're waiting this whole time. You're trying to guess what the heck happened. Yeah. You hear different alibis, and you know, and then you then you see what happened. So that I, yeah. that that was the favorite part. Yeah, and, and listen, don't be afraid to step on it. If you haven't seen it, go watch it before you listen to this podcast. There'll be spoilers. Um, even though I don't. But we'll get to that in a moment. All right. So let's, so favorite scene. Yeah. The, the revelation, um, it's the only scene that stands out. I think, um, I mean, I, I literally just rewatched it, um, before doing this podcast and even just thinking about it, it's really just kind of like a lot of stuff happening leading up until the revelation, which is the climax of the movie. Um, Daniel Craig's character, I mean, he's probably the best character of the movie, I would say. I don't think anyone else stands out necessarily um, other than the, the asshole little kid uh, who is, a, you know, a clear racist, and which, which I have a funny thing that I wrote down about him. Um, uh, but, but what did you think? How did you, what did you think about Daniel Craig's character and, and the, I guess, the, um, 
the the voice he goes with the uh the whatchamacallit the accent he chose did you think i'll tell you this the first time i saw the movie i was like this is like ridiculous this time i just watched it and i was like oh you know what it's better it is not as bad as i thought it was in the beginning i actually it, it, to the point where at the end of it i was like you know this is pretty good yeah no he, he he's i mean he's a great actor I, you know yeah. i like him um i mean he 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 comes off like um and he might be one of those guys where like the roles like you always see him kind of as a james bond yeah so you kind of you know like he it's like you always know he knows he know he's like on top of it he's gonna yeah. figure it out somehow yeah. so um but he like I, I he he did a good job he did yeah. a good job o- overall um it's just that i think what what it's hard to pre like to me since there's so many people in this movie that and, and no one really gets like a ton a ton of shine besides yeah. the, the the main girl who i mean it wasn't like she was doing this insane acting job yeah. and it's, it's not that she did a bad job yeah she it's just that this is more like character yep. and story driven more than rather than the acting because the acting really isn't like they're it's like a you know the, just they're like a, the way they talk to each other is yeah. weird but it's on purpose it's not yeah. like it's bad acting it's like meant to be very you know mm. like comic book bookish yeah 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 Yeah, i think that's a that's a great point i think the movie is 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 centered on her which i actually think does it a disservice um so 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 before so yeah to 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 daniel craig's credit uh he he is the only thing that splashes on the screen um you know uh the ransom character played by by captain america is is good you know what i mean uh and the only other person I think who pops for a little bit is Harlan. Uh, Harlan being the, the person who dies, he has, you know, the, the moment when oh, yeah, uh, yeah. when they're going through the, the drugs and he's like, oh, so you gave me the wrong drug. I think he just does a fantastic job acting through that that whole time. Uh, but other than that, there's really just not a lot. I mean, the one daughter, uh, Joni, she's not the daughter. She's married to the dead son, Neil, who we know nothing about. Uh, Joan, she's like an interesting character. She, she plays it in a way that you is believable. You know what I mean? Like when the one cop says she's an, she's a, an Instagram influencer, you believe it the way she, she's just like, so like airy almost. Um, yeah. and, and so, so one thing I want to call back, you, you mentioned the liberal thing, uh, which is important in this movie, because what this movie kind of boils down to, it's a whodunit backed by it does this weird thing i don't even know how to explain this it does this weird crossing right where it's like yeah it's a whodunit behind this whodunit there's two things there's like um a very old feel so one example is everybody has cell phones right i mean uh so so one example is uh when harlan shows the pictures of uh what's this of linda's husband richard cheating I, I don't know if you noticed, but his it's, it's like Windows 7 or Windows Vista almost. You know what I mean? That's on his laptop. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, everyone is using like an iPhone and shit like that. Or when they go in to review the camera footage, the guy's like, oh, modern technology. Meanwhile, he's taping it on a VHS tape. Uh, and it's like this old, almost like closed, closed caption system. You know what I mean? It's like modern technology. And it's like, well, and meanwhile, everyone else is, is, has all these updated technology. But then the other part is uh, that the, that a lot of this family, not to get too, too into politics or history, but this, a lot of this family emulates Trump and Trump's family. You know what I mean? Specifically calling back to Linda, who is the oldest daughter, who is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, 
Um, I think it's Walt. Listen, all of these characters are the same, but this is specifically said. Ransom says this about his mother. So Ransom is Linda's son, played by by Chris Evans. Says, I mean, yeah, she she started her own business with a million dollar loan from from my father, which is a pretty much a direct, uh, like almost a direct tie into Trump. And as we learn, the little kid is like a super right wing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like character. <laughs> uh, fucking. Richard goes on this one rant about about how um, <laughs> about immigrants and, and all this shit, and uh, and and actually credit to Richard, I forgot who that actor's name is. The one part of remember this part where he hands the plate to Marta like she's that part of the help. He does mm-hmm. that. Uh, that's like an ad lib. It wasn't part of the script. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But, you know, either he's been in that situation before and is just speaking from experience or he just, you know, peaked like a very good opportunity to do it. Um, yeah. And, and then... Uh, it's to, uh, Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Don Johnson, that's it. Yeah. And, and the one last thing I want to say, too, about that, and, and then, I, you know, just throw this out there, uh, which we have seen, I think we've seen this happen in our own lives. If you if you talk to people that, that kind of are towards or geared towards that side, uh, you never really get a, a cementing of where Marta and her f- family are from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, they, they say that her mother is an immigrant, but they essentially, every time they refer where she's from or what ethnicity she is, they fuck it up on purpose. You yeah. know what I mean? They, they say she's from Ecuador. They say she's from uh, like Argentina, I think. Chris Evans is arguing with Harlan, says you're going to give it to your Brazilian nurse, uh, yeah, which yeah. isn't even Spanish anymore, really. Right, um, right. Uh, so so what, what did you think about that under – I mean, it, it becomes overt at certain points, but what did you think about that? Well, so, yeah. So the thing is, I think one of the things now, like politically, um, is – you know, and I am not an apologist mm-hmm. by any means, right? Um, but there, um, there has been like a villainiz- uh, villainization, I guess, yeah. of like you know the elite, yeah. Right? And um, and you know this is kind of the showing how these people who are these you know s- supposedly you know they got it together, yeah. Um, you know they're they're elite. They got the money and you know kind of their perception mm-hmm. right and um and i think this is just really um a commentary on though on those people yeah and um you know and really it could happen across all cultures right because sure. one of the things is i think we we trip we trip up is the fact that you know we we can confuse um we can confuse money uh you know, like, um, you know, I think we attach races to this type of behavior. Uh-huh. Um, but when, when it comes to this, this is just, a, it is a straight commentary on like the white elite. Right. Yeah, and, and I have, um, you know, I have been around these mm-hmm. people, yeah. right. And they're not all the same, mm-hmm. but there is, there is, um, there are some things that keep them connected and this, it's an out of touchness. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, and that's what happens, right? Yeah. When you come from any type of privilege, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, there, you think, uh, you have, you, you look through a different lens, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. though something might be hard, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that, you know, like, it doesn't mean like, you know, you, you can't equate that to like slavery yeah. or, you know, like just, you know, Correct. your name, you know, your name being 
your resume being tossed because your name is Lakeith. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know what I mean? Because, um, so, I, you get that vibe. Yeah, You get yeah, that yeah. vibe that there's, like, some, like, criticism about about that. But, but these are, if you look across, mm-hmm. there's, diff, all these people are generally the same, but they're different, right? Mm-hmm. So, even uh, the daughter, uh, Meg, yep. she, you know, she's more on that liberal side. Correct. Right? And she can't stand you know, yeah. the brother, um, but then you have the brother, mm-hmm. right? And then you have, you know, um, you have people that are just preoccupied with themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, the, the overwhelming thing is the money. They yeah. need the status. Yep. So mm-hmm. that, that's it right there. I, yeah. I agree yeah. with you uh, 100%, 100%. No, and I'm I'm glad you brought up Meg because one thing that I wrote down here was that the kids essentially become reflections of the parents in a very uh, like a more honest raw way, kind of. Even though it, it's a little bit harder to see it with Walt and his wife Donna, who I, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't realize until the second time that that was actually his wife. I was like, who is Walt's wife? Walt being played by, so uh, I can't remember his name, but it's the guy who was in. Um, He's in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He's yeah, also yeah. in for a Superman. Um, uh, Michael Shannon. I Michael got, Shannon. I got the staff right here. Yeah, yeah thank you. The Michael cast, Shannon. Sorry, my man, my man. But that's why you're here for, you know, yeah, that yeah. we balance each other out because I'm never going to remember names. Um, so his son, Jacob, you know, he's a, like a racist piece of shit. And one of the funny things I wrote here is when they decide that they're, when they get the money, when they find out the will is essentially being left, everything's being left to Marta, his son ad-libs this insult and calls her a dirty anchor, a dirty anchor baby. And which I've never, as an insult, I've never heard of my life. <laughs> never, I don't even really know what the fuck it means. Uh, but that kid ad-libs that. And I was like, that's an incredible ad-lib. Uh, and, and if I knew what it meant, it would give me a bigger commentary. on. Okay, that. so the anchor baby, just explain. Uh-huh. An anchor baby is basically the, when illegal immigrants come here and have kids so they can stay keep stay here. oh anchor an anchor baby i got you so okay dirty anchor baby oh this little kid right here spit that shit as an ad lib off the top right off the yeah. dome he just freestyled this insult so uh you know maybe we need well, to and, keep an for that kid well no no all, but the thing is that that was like real big you know when, yeah. when trump first started talking like i think and this is back in like in his campaign okay. in the beginning his first he, so he like mentioned 15. that a lot Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he mentioned that. So he probably just seen, picked it up for did some research. Yeah, yeah, because that was like a big thing. Like yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. yeah, and so, I don't, I don't want to cast the aspersion that this kid is a racist, but I just, I just found that like very, basically, very funny. I, I definitely was doing that, and I, so I apologize because I, I, who knows? I don't fucking know the kid. It's just yeah. very crazy to me that I read that and it's an ad lib. Um, yeah. So, so, but, but there's that we, we don't. Walt is, listen, Walt's pretty much all of these people are pieces of shit uh linda and, and this is so this is going to tie this into it's like actually let me put linda aside for one moment um Joni and her daughter so Joni seems like the most redeemable person out of this kind of immediate core family even though she's not technically uh but you find out that she's been stealing money all this time and meg while she seems like the best person and this is also very important i think this is a little bit underlying in comparison to the overtones of like the right wing like right wing racist asshole right well mag is a liberal 
who, when her foot are put to the, when her feet are put to the fire, turns on her beliefs and essentially betrays Marta. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Gives up the information to the family that Marta's mother is illegal. Um, and I think that is also a very important commentary on today's society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, not to, to assign color to it, but this is like something that is specific to the idea of the white liberal person who's like, yeah, you know, it's for the better, it's for the better until uh, they're threatened. And then it's like, oh, you know, you uh, people of color, you're on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. At this point. Um, so, so I think that's an important thing. Now, to circle back, uh, so one of the one of the symbolic things I wrote here, well, this is actually not necessarily symbolism, but one of the the uh, ideas, overwhelming ideas I had watching this movie, right? And this is to bring back Linda and her husband Richard, which is going to be one of my random questions for you in a in a bit. All right, so Richard is cheating on Linda. Richard's a piece of shit. Linda seems like the one with it most together. Um, but ultimately, you know that she, she's not self-made. None of these people are self-made. So two things. One, they give Ransom the, the speech. You know what I mean? All of the family unite and give Ransom the speech. Oh, you know, you're kicked out of the will, but I think that's going to be good for you. Uh, you know, learn you to, to, to stand on your own too, blah, blah, blah. And then immediately the will is read and none of them are getting anything and all of that flips on its head. And all, that whole fucking speech no longer matters. You know what I mean? Right. But to Ransom's credit, so what I have written down is, do you think Ransom is the only person who actually gets it in the movie? And the reason why I say that is because he says, all right, I'm being left out of the mill. I'm being left out of the will and I'm being left to fend for myself. So he has this moment of clarity. And to become self-made, right, his idea is I'm going to steal his wealth. So I'm going to actually go with zero money and I'm going to execute this plan to make all this money, which, spoiler alert, Ransom's the bad guy. I'm going to execute this plan to make this money. What do you think of that? Do you think I'm on to something by saying that? No, no, you're right. So uh, Ransom is the, the only character that doesn't see, that doesn't try to disguise his mm-hmm. greed. Yeah. Everyone else is trying to, um, has, everyone has this like greater, Mm-hmm. Uh, sense of their self, right? Supposedly, so they yeah. They're better. Yeah, they yeah, all yeah, think yeah. they're better than what they yeah. are. They're being sneaky. Um, and, and Chris, uh, Chris Evans, but Ransom, he he knows what it is, mm-hmm. and he's like, I want the money, and yeah. I'm gonna do everything I I need to, um, because yeah, you can't. Um, you know, I think one of the things that people don't realize, and they don't even put themselves in other people's position because how can you feel sorry for rich people? But one of the things that rich people, one of the biggest things with rich people mm-hmm. is trying to stay on to that wealth. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might not think, you know, you know, it, it, you know, you, when you're used to being rich mm-hmm. and you lose it, that's hard. If yeah. you're broke, you're broke. Yeah. You, you at the bottom, so it don't matter. Right. Yeah. You might lose a job. All right. You can find another one. But when you're rich and you lose it all, like that's insane. Yeah, that's an insane, you know, uh, thing that can screw your mind. He and there's desperation, right, yeah. on all their faces because they know they know that, but they don't want to admit it. They're all lying to themselves. He understands. Yeah, I need to stay onto this wealth by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. They all have it. They all have it, but they're trying to disguise it. Yeah, you don't. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and in fact, to to that point, because because you know Walt, the, the, the you know as uh, Daniel Craig's character purposely says to Linda, I mean Walt self made you know self made right this publishing company or whatever, and uh, apparently Fred's camera okay, and Walt <laughs> Walt self made this publishing company, which Linda immediately you know kind of just laughs off, and it's that is actually the case for all of them. None of these people have actually done anything from scratch. All of them have been handed this, which which is the, the the point of the movie. The point of Harlan taking away, taking them all out of their will is that exact reason. Um, and meanwhile, Ransom is the only one who sees it as an opportunity to seize all the wealth for himself. Really, being like almost his own entrepreneur of murder, like a entrepreneurial murderer here. You know what I mean? Even though he he doesn't start murdering, uh, he doesn't start off by murdering necessarily. Um, so, so yeah, th th that is one thing that I had written down, uh, in terms of, of ransom, which I is, is, I, I don't know that anyone in the family is a character I really give a shit about or is worth caring about. Uh, but that was something that I wrote down, uh, in terms of symbolism. One, one other thing that was symbolic to me, uh, two, two other things. So the baseball. Uh, I spent a lot of time wondering what the fuck the point of the baseball was because it's kind of confusing. Now, the baseball, uh, Richard, when Harlan is telling Richard, you better tell Linda that you're cheating on him, uh, Richard goes in after Harlan's death to find the letter. He finds the note and it's empty. Spoiler alert, the note is empty because it's written in invisible ink, which Linda knows. And she references this, these games that Harlan plays the entire movie. Um, so Richard throws the baseball out of the window out of anger. That baseball kind of, uh, it, it travels throughout the movie. And it's one of the better props I think used because it makes its way to Daniel Craig at one point. Daniel Craig throws it. It goes from Daniel Craig to Linda who finds it, takes it back to the desk and finds the note revealing that Richard is, is cheating on him. Uh, but but it, it also is tied to the dogs and the dogs are essentially the dogs are barking the entire movie at the person at things you need to notice and that at the person who essentially did the murder. You know what I mean? Um, were you confused by the baseball? Because, again, I, I watched it the second time. That was when I was like, oh, this is what the baseball is doing. Because the first one was like, what the fuck is the point of this baseball? Yeah, no, no, it, it, it was it was a good touch. It, it's yeah. kind of like. um it's like tying things mm -hmm. and you kind of know there's a purpose to it yeah so it, it, it was it definitely was a good touch yeah but, and 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 the thing is that that's what you is breadcrumbs you know because yeah. again this is a movie where you're trying to guess mm -hmm. what's going on and you know they're leaving um they're leaving those like little crumbs yeah out for, yeah. for people so that that it's really it's really big yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and then the last thing I wrote that was symbolic to me. So when they're at the table, now they did. You watch True Detective season one? I asked you in the text message. You I did. Oh, oh you sorry. did. Good. No, good. Good. Uh, yes, I did. That's important. So, so uh, you remember when, uh, when, um, when uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey is talking, you know, essentially g giving the detectives the story, and he's cutting up the beer cans and putting them on the table. So this, I don't know if this is purposely paying homage to that or, you know, this is just a thing that I think movies do and find interesting. So when, uh, essentially when uh, Chris Evans is sitting at the table with Marta, with Marta, who I don't have her real name here and, and that's disrespectful. Um, I got you. 
yeah. you. It's uh, Anna de Armas. Yeah, with Anna. Okay, so when Chris Evans is sitting with Anna, the beautiful, beautiful Anna, uh, they're sitting at the table, and by the time Anna has finished telling the story, there are four bottles on the table and one cocktail, which I think uh, is symbolic. So the cocktail representing Anna, who is the only different person who has a shot at the will, essentially, right? She's the only person different. And the four bottles represent the four, the four main people going. That would be Linda, uh, her husband. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Linda, Walt, uh, Joni, and then Ransom. You know what I mean? I don't know if they did that on purpose. Uh, it seems weird to me. that This man is then an alcoholic otherwise, because that story doesn't take that long to tell. And my man houses four beers and just has another cocktail. So, right. you know what I mean? Like, he's an alcoholic or this is symbolic. I don't know if you right. mean that. Um, I just thought it was an interesting touch. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, that, I want to get into the questions. I think ultimately... Uh, what I would say, oh, oh, no, fuck that. Hold on. Let's get into nitpicks real quick. Um, so Ransom climbs up the wooden thing first. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then Marta climbs up the wooden thing. But Ransom doesn't break the wood thing. Marta does. I mean, what, what did Ransom weaken it? You know what I mean? For Marta to finish the, to give the finishing blow. Those wood things are, uh, you're not, they're not meant to be climbed. Captain America not going to climb that, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and they're really showing that, that that's like an old house. Yeah. So that wood thing has been there for a long time. That's not like a fresh touch. No. You know, like, it's not like someone last year went to Home Depot and bought that. And you know what would be nice on the side of this house? This random wood thing here. <laughs> to match the, the... To climb up the fake window. You know? This old Victorian house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was built in, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. It, th those are those things. I hate those things. Those, yeah, those yeah. Are, those I like those things that, like, bother me. No, and the thing is, is the reason I mentioned that, and, you know, this is similar to, like, to our, you know, conversations we have when we talk about the greatest basketball players of all time, right? When you're talking about things like, is this great? You have to nitpick it. You know what I mean? Because it's taking away. It's saying, yeah, but, okay, you like this story, but there are stretches here. You know what I mean? So that's a stretch right there for me. Um, I mean... Daniel Craig explains a lot of these during his reveal, uh, explains out a lot of these because Daniel Craig essentially knows Marta is involved somehow. He doesn't know the extent, but as he points out, he sees the spot of blood on her shoe. So he knows she knows something. And therefore, uh, like one of the things I had written down is he constantly says throughout the movie, something's afoot. There's something yeah. afoot here. You know what I mean? And it's a constant reference to, to, to her having this blood on her shoe, but Marta's just evidence tampering the whole way through, and no one is giving a shit, specifically Daniel Craig, who knows that she has something to do with it and is allowing her to tamper with all of the evidence. I mean, just walking through the footpath, the foot tracks and fucking those up, she destroys the tape, which is a nitpick also, because yeah. that's not how you destroy VHS tapes with a fucking refrigerator magnet. It don't work that way. Um, but just allowing her to, to tamper with all the evidence, essentially, and no one gives a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, those are those things that, that, that you know why because you're these movies leave you on edge mm -hmm. right and so when you're just like when you see stuff like that it like messes with you yeah because you're trying to hang on to every detail yep you feel me so it's yeah. like you're looking at you're, you're trying to figure things out and you're like and you're, there's tense situations yeah and then when you see the tense situation like kind of like like what's going on here you know, you know like when when something kind of messes with like reality mm -hmm. you know, of the situation sometimes that's annoying 
Yeah, yeah. No, because you're, you're trying to immerse yourself in it. You know what yeah. I mean? And you're th and if, because you're not in it, you're able to think logically. This is where the nitpick essentially originates from, right? Right. Is I'm not in this tense situation, so I'm a logical observer of the facts. Uh, and therefore, when there is something that's like, but why did that happen? You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Because you, know? you, you expect police work to be logical. Yeah. And, you know, like, and when you see when you see faulty police work, it really, yeah, it, yeah. It, it always gets you mad. Yeah, it's like, what the, yo, can somebody get her off the shit that you need to examine? Because <laughs> why are you letting her control this tape right now? <laughs> She's right, not right. one of you, you know what I mean? Um, okay, whatever. So they, they allow that to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm confused by Meg's phone call. Somehow Meg's phone call to Marta in the diner leads to Meg telling them that her mom is illegal, but it's not really apparent. The phone call is just not apparent. I wrote that. It just doesn't make sense. It seems like a waste of time. Um, uh, Ransom being a genius level supervillain. Uh, you know, he's essentially the Joker of this fucking world. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To Daniel Craig's Batman. <laughs> like... Uh, just essentially in the span of run of rushing out of his office angrily to the drive up the driveway comes with this supervillain idea. I'm going to climb back up this fucking house. I'm going to switch the drugs in these vials. Yeah. Rely on her doing the right thing and giving him the wrong dosage, which we're about to get to, to nitpick in a fucking second. I don't give a shit about Daniel Craig's explanation for this. Uh, listen, you know, yeah. let's get there now. That I'm, part not a, that was... I'm not a nurse, okay? Now, I know nurses, and I've been in the hospital a fair amount of times. And I've seen nurses operate with them vials very smoothly, but I assume that they'd be like, okay, this is the vial for this, and this is the vial for this, so boop, 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 right? Marta, I, because... That part doesn't make sense. According to Daniel Craig, so, so Daniel Craig in the reveal tapes over the morphine and tapes over the other drug and she picks up the right one. And this is meant to prove to him. That's like, you see, she knows what the right thing, right? She knows what the morphine was and she knew what the other one was based on a, an imperceptible of imperceptible hue difference. But when we see the vials, it's the exact same fucking liquid. And I'm right, sure right. that they put the exact same liquid in those fucking vials, just like in the movie. You know what I well, mean? It's probably just water. Yeah. So you're telling me she looked at two vials of Deer Park and, and, and Poland Spring, did not peep the, the labels and said, no, this is Deer Park and this is Poland Spring without tasting it. Right, right, right. That is the nitpick that I yeah. think fucks the movie over. You know what I mean? Because I had to rewind it a few times before I was like, wait, so she... He switches, so, so if you don't know, and I, to, to, to break this down, walk through this, he takes the morphine out and puts the morphine into the other thing and then takes the other thing out and puts it into the morphine. She is so good of a nurse that she looks at the liquid. She doesn't even look at the label, sees which one is not the morphine and gives him the right drug, which is in the morphine bottle. And that is the stretch. You know what I mean? I've no nurses. Do you think that's possible? Maybe we should have gotten a nurse just to call in for this. You know what I mean? If they if they think that's possible, I don't know if that's possible. That doesn't seem likely to me. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, bro, I had a, I, that whole that whole thing. Like a no was annoying. Mm -hmm. The whole situation. 
like because there was a moment where I was getting confused a little bit because but I'm seeing you know I'm trying to follow the steps and she she administers the drug and then she realizes about what happened mm-hmm. about the switch up on the back end no she never but is that is that what uh what happened I'm trying no so she she she's gonna oh which is no this is a good point she gives him the drug yeah. then looks at the bottle to get the morphine and realizes oh i just gave him morphine which actually comes right. to the next point right because if it's right. her eyes are able to view the the contents of these glasses and say this is this drug and this is this drug then she would have identified that wait a minute I gave you a bottle of morphine, but this doesn't look like the same drug as this, as if one was purple and one was orange. And you'd be like, wait right, a minute, right, right. I gave you the orange shit. That's the right shit. Why is it in the morphine? Right, bottle? right. Yeah, no, and I think that's that's where that that's the part where I was like, I was like, I don't know about this. Because the the it, it's like those are like if you do make those mistakes, you just go ahead. You don't yeah. really figure that out, especially when the two things look alike. Correct. And so so those are those weird things, man. Because you're like, yo, how did they not come up with a better, yep, like mix up? You know yep. what I mean? Where, yep. uh, you know, but I think it, it would have been hard. It, it it's weird to me yep. it, to even her even realizing. It. You're, you're you're completely right, and I agree with you. It, it, yeah. It, it was not, it didn't make sense. Yeah. And, and I get it. The thing is, I, it, it was those things where it just felt like they had to tie it. They had to like yeah. do a little something there to show her innocence or whatever and how yeah. that she was a good person or whatever. But um, yeah, that, that I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't bang with that. No, it, 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 it takes them. That's what takes the movie to fantastic because now that is not even part of Ransom's plan. At that point, that causes Ransom to then diverge right, and do a bunch of other shit. Now, I, I mean, which I guess is what pushes Ransom to then murder Fran, which is unclear. So when Fran, Fran has, she doesn't have the actual toxicology report yet, I don't think. I, see, I can't even, no. The, the first Ransom note Fran sends to Ransom, it's not a toxicology report. It's that, hey, there's going to be toxicology results and I think you did something fucked up. Chris right. Evans goes to the meet, kills her, and finds a toxicology report that would clear Marta, essentially. And at right. this point now, genius-level supervillain Chris Evans goes and burns down, which again, now this is going to bring back the technology thing we brought earlier. He burns down the evidence lab, and these cameras apparently record locally. They don't record it to a hard drive somewhere. You know what I mean? To like some sort of digital hard drive, which is what every fucking camera at any police station would do. You know what I mean? Hence why we, the viewing public on Twitter, can see camera fucking from 7-Eleven yesterday. You know what I mean? No, this is a local, a localized camera that does not record anything outside of here. Somehow Chris Evans knows that and burns down the evidence lab. Yeah, yeah. More stretching. Um, And, and, And the thing is that this style of movie... And I don't even know if it's, if it's like kind of like this uppity uppity type of movie where it's like kind of very hipsterish mm-hmm. type of thing. A, a lot of these movies always tend to always make like a um, th- there's always like connections 
back with like the 80s, you know, yeah. and 70s, right? It, it's, I mean, if you think about a lot of these movies, um, think about like you, it, when you look at Superbad, mm. right? Superbad is not like a, it's like a regular, like it's done in regular time, but it has that, yep. that, that, um, that type of feel to it. Um, you look at these movies, they, they like browns. They like, you know, even the color scheme. Yep. So, and they love making those, these like, um, uh, these, I guess, uh, you know, not callback, but connections with the, that time frame. Yeah. And so it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. It, you're right. It's like all of a sudden we're, we're using VHS. Nobody yeah. uses VHS. Yeah. So. yeah. Not for security you know, video. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And think about it when even what in 2000 and uh, when I was in college, uh -huh. which was like what in the early, you know, like mid 2000s, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we weren't even using VHS anymore, yeah. you know, so <laughs> it, it yeah. was for, for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, what, what, it, it's dumb. Yeah. And but it's not it, like it's, this movie is set in the past. This movie is very clearly set now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, like, the one I do enjoy that though, mm -hmm. because one of the things is sometimes technology. Uh, when you put a lot of technology in movies, it, it kind of it gives it like this weird feel. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're like when you have like things that are tangible that you're like you have a tape. Yeah, you know you could do that. You yeah. can't do that anymore with, yeah, with yeah. like when it texts because like, of course it's on a phone. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's like it just looks dumb. Like if I'm yeah. like, oh, you know, the phone got erased, or you know, like you can't do that. It doesn't yeah. help in the story. So you yeah. have to be all right. Let's say they still use VHS. Yeah, or or CDs. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it, it gives it, character. Yeah. I, I think it, it adds does. character. You know it's like I mean? texture. It's like yeah. it gives like for some yeah. reason. And that's the way I want to use texture. Like if mm -hmm. if remember like in Glorious Bastards, mm -hmm. the um, you know the the scene where they're in they're eating that lunch and he's mm. like looking at that dessert yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like it, it's like texture it, yep. it's like that time gives it like for some reason you can almost feel it yeah you know so like you giving that and that's just in my opinion no yeah um, but it reminds me of those type of things yeah, yeah. You, it's like you can hold it you can mm -hmm. hold it you know so no, i get it i think that that's a great point but then it's great to include that just don't let it uh, you know, like Mess undermine the, the plot of your movie, you know what right, I mean? Right. Which is like now, because again, this movie requires stretches of the imagination to say, oh, okay, this this could happen or something like that. Otherwise, it's just a fun ride, you know what I mean? It's just kind of enjoyable, you know what I mean? Um, all right, so with that said, uh, one thing I wrote, so, so so I wrote, you know, what what how, what could you do to make the movie better, right? And what I was thinking, if I had to make this movie better, th this is essentially what I would do, right? This is, how many steps do I have here? Uh, three steps here. Three steps to make this movie better. C centralize the house. Make the house the main character of the movie, essentially. Right. Everything happens in the house. Marta never leaves the house because, and this is going to lead to the next step, which is shaving half an hour off this movie. Because mm -hmm. essentially... We're watching the movie for what happens. That's the first half an hour. And the reveal. That's the last half an hour. Shave that middle hour out. We don't need yeah. Marta going to her house, finding the letter, going to the police station on the, on the random high-speed chase on the highway. Again, yeah. uh, just doing illegal things. Uh, and, you know what I mean? She, and not getting whatever. in trouble. And, yeah, and not getting in trouble for it. Uh, 
So centralize the house, shave off that half an hour, everything happens in the house, and change it so that Marta is actually, in the end, the person who rigs all of it. Right. I think that is a better twist than what we got. Because even the the conversation that Marta has with Chris Evans, Chris Evans says, oh, you know, uh, Harlan said you used to beat him in Go more than I beat him in Go. Go is that this game that they were playing, which uh, I don't really understand how it works. Um, and and the whole idea is, yeah, Marta beats him in Go because Marta doesn't want anything. She's been she just wants to assemble a beautiful pattern is what she says. Well, how great would it have been if Marta catches on halfway through and says, oh, I see. I see. You know what? Bet. And then cashes out. You know what I mean? As a fuck yeah. you to the family. I think yeah. that would almost be a better ending to me. Yeah, because you, you, and I, I do agree because then you, you like those type of like storylines are crazy, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, you don't trust anybody, but you out of everybody in the movie, you trust her. Yeah. And then to let it be, she be the person yeah. to do it. Um, I think the problem with of what I remember was I felt like Chris, um, like Chris Evans isn't in the movie a lot. Yeah. And so you really don't like, yeah, you see how like that he's a jerk, you know, like everything yeah. you did, but you're like, it's like a random person. Yeah. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, no, so true. it's not, you don't really get even a chance to really hate the dude. Only when yeah. like, you know, like you start figuring out things. Yeah. Right. So, so like to me, I think that's what happened. When like mm-hmm. they put so many characters, mm-hmm. but that's the whole point of it. Correct. They, they put all this to confusion. Yes, who's the so, who got it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I, uh, I do agree with that. With yeah. that, that, that would have made it. Yeah. You know, good as yeah. Well. I mean, listen, the best person to do a movie like this is Usual Suspects, and what you learn about Usual Suspects, which again, spoiler alert, if you haven't fucking seen it, um is that Kevin Spacey is there every step of the way. And it's the unreliable narrator, right? Because one thing I, po- I pointed out here, so when everyone is telling their story, their version of, to the cops, when Harlan is blowing out the candles on the cake, each of them are standing next to Harlan when they're telling the story. We don't actually know who's standing next to Harlan when he blows out the candles on the cake. You know what I mean? So it's an unreliable narrator, right? So let's say you make Ransom the bad guy still. But you say, nah, but Marta, every step of the way, has been in front of it, ends up in front of it, and ends up doing it. I'd rather have that, personally, I think would make it a little bit better. But that's, you know, listen, that's 2020, uh, that's uh, quarterbacking it and saying, you know, and and saying that after the fact. Uh, It's still still a good movie, you know what I mean? So what have you. Um, All right, that wraps it up now. We had a, you had a great idea. Let's get to that idea. Um, I I, I subbed one of my questions out, but you had a great idea last week about answer, asking each other three random questions. All right. Yeah. And let's, we're going to get into that three random questions. Neither one of us knows what the other person has written down. Um, so I'm, I'm going to get into, it. I'm going to ask the first question. All right. If you don't, okay, mind. all right. I got who is a bigger asshole shooter McGavin, uh, Craig, Kilborn in old school or Richard, who is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's husband in this movie. So Richard, Shooter McGavin, or Craig Kilborn, which was a late last minute addition because he's such an asshole in old school. So who is a bigger asshole? <laughs> oh. 
Shooter McGavin, bro. Shooter McGavin's the bigger shooter, ass. I'm going with Shooter. I'm, I'm going, going with Shooter, shooter bro. Okay. I'm going with Shooter. Yeah. Give me, give me a why. Why is Shooter the bigger asshole than Richard? Or <laughs> Richard, who has raised the next neo-Nazi, <laughs> mind you, <laughs> and Craig Kilborn, was a, a son of a bitch in old school. Why is Shooter McGavin the biggest asshole? Because the thing is, Shooter is the okay. So obviously, he, he no, nobody, you don't like him. He's you know like kind yeah. of a bad guy. But it's like you love. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, you love that dude, mm-hmm. right? Like you're legit love this dude. Mm-hmm. And so when you see, like, and then you, you know the the you know his love for his grandmother, mm-hmm. like those those like, and then when you see what Shooter does, mm-hmm. like it messes with that because like uh, um, a lot of uh, um, Adam Sandler movies, especially like those early you know the the, the, the like '90s ones and the early 2000s. He always had like this innocence to him. Mm-hmm. Like he has a child like with the voices and all that. Yeah. So you see that and then you see Shooter just trying to rip that from him. I hate yeah, those yeah. type of sneaky, <laughs> sneaky things. The, with the dude from Knives Out, you know, yeah, he's ra- he might be right raising, you know, mm-hmm. the next dude, but it, 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 that's out of ignorance. It's mm-hmm. not like he no, is fair. like he's not teaching them that. Yeah. So um yeah. Oh, I'm, and I'm, actually I'm no, you shoot. know what? I confused him. I confused him. He's not I'm sorry. Actually, he's not raised the, the, the neo-Nazi. He is Ransom's father who kills Harlan, uh, if we have forgotten. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, right, right, right. You know what I mean? But, but fair fair enough. Okay, so why don't yeah. you go ahead and ask your first question? I'm very much looking forward to this. <laughs> okay, so, so like, Christopher Plummer is, you know, like, um, I mean, this guy has had a long, a long career. He's been, like, a lot of classic movies, mm-hmm. right? But, so he, he's... But now he, he's he's straight up playing viejos, right? That's yeah. like what he has. Who's your favorite viejo actor? And for those who don't understand what viejo is, um, old person. So right now, if you need like who's uh-huh. like an old actor who's like old, like yeah. they're like maybe ten years, not not on this world. <laughs> who is Man. your favorite old person actor? Favorite old person actor? This is a, a really good question. All right. I, I oh, okay. I, I, okay. It's one of two. All right. It's okay. one of two. Uh, uh, can I guess one? Morgan yeah. Freeman? No, but God bless okay. Morgan okay. Freeman. God bless him. But his, the thing is, Morgan Freeman was playing an old man when he was 30. When so he, like, yeah, let's... he's been an old man. His, he don't count. He was an old man in his prime. You know what I mean? Right, right. Prime yeah. Morgan Freeman is old as fuck Morgan Freeman. Right. Uh, now the only thing that's changed is his eyes have glossed over. He can be, I don't know how he can see through those things. Like they're so fucking blue right now. Um, anyway, it's either. Uh, so I'm gonna get Q. The first answer me get Q. It's either, uh, and I don't know his fucking name. He is in Game of Thrones. For those of you who watch Game of Thrones, not Fred included here. And I don't even know how I'm gonna get Fred to know this person. He is the leader of the uh, the cult, essentially, in Game of Thrones that Cersei then blows up. He's also in um, damn, what is this, what is this show? He's in Taboo too. He's actually one of the bad, he's kind of the bad guy in Taboo, which is a, sh- a show on FX that wasn't super popular but was good and had Tom Hardy in it. So that's my cue answer. I'll get that name later. Um, and then Michael Caine who, much like Morgan Freeman, has a very iconic Ooh. voice. And Michael Caine, all Michael Caine does is he signs up for movies to deliver fantastic one-liners and then bounce. 
You know what I mean? All he does through the Dark Knight series is just spit a few one-liners and get the fuck out of there. You know what I mean? All the way. Yeah. I mean, in the Dark Knight, he gives some of the, the best anecdotes come from him. The story about the guy who's hiding the, the jewels in the forest. And he, they ask, well, what did you do to, to beat him? And he said, we burned the whole jungle. Like, the way he says it, Michael Caine is, is going to be my answer. Uh, and then the other guy who I can't remember his name. Those are my answers uh, okay. to, the, to to favorite old guys uh, that are still around. That's a good question. Okay, um, so my my viejo uh-huh. is um, and he he's he he's had a long career, but now he's viejo. Now he's a viejo actor, and okay. it's Jeff Bridges. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, no, that's a, that's a that's a fantastic one. Listen, and, and you know he's a good one because he had like that whole thing where he comes back into the this shit and he kills true grit you know what i mean like he kills the character in true grit that he plays um i think that's a fantastic answer yeah and he's like he's he's just he's still he's still able to have like this young swag to him even though he's old yeah yeah no i think that's great uh, Uh yeah yeah so that's my dude no no that's my dude never mind go ahead okay all right, so I'm glad you watched. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy that you saw season one of True Detective because I actually stepped on one of my questions about could Marta be the mastermind? We've answered that. My next question, since you've seen season one of True Detective. Now, for those of you who know, season one of True De- Detective, to me, might be the best eight-episode run of any show I've ever seen uh, in, in my life. Um, and it's in no shortage because Matthew McConaughey it just plays a fantastic character. He's Russ Cole and is just fantastic. Um, so my question, how do you think Rust Cole, if you replace Daniel Craig's character with Rust Cole from True Detective, how does this movie become different? Uh, aside from it no longer being PG-13, I'm sure. Dang. So the thing is, you know, one of the things I think you put Daniel Craig in there for is, and this might sound a little weird, yeah. but it he has big blue eyes. And oh, one yeah. of the things I feel a like handsome, blue he's eyes, a handsome son of a bitch. He's a handsome son of a bitch. And I'll tell you, the thing is with blue uh-huh. eyes, I feel like they're piercing. Uh-huh. So when, when people look me dead in the eyes with blue eyes, I feel like they're looking into my soul. Okay. So for when you're being a detective, it's like, he's able to look through mm-hmm. like he's like looking and seeing the truth mm-hmm. you know um with matthew mcconaughey with his character is he became obsessed uh, obsessed yeah right and but he had it's like this like and matthew mcconaughey just plays cool dudes like like he just like a real one mm-hmm. in that thing and so it changes the vibe yeah. like if he stays that it becomes darker mm-hmm. right sure. so so but the thing is like i i love matthew mcconaughey i mm-hmm. yeah it's like you picked the wrong <laughs> to ask for. Listen. because you could put you could have made matthew mcconaughey job of the hut and i would have yeah, been yeah. like all right it works <laughs> no i think i think that's fair i, I mean listen russ cole was probably my favorite maybe my favorite movie uh, show detective ever. Um, I just, I'm just in it to see him draw pictures of the house and maybe murder somebody and do a couple lines or something. I don't know. I, it just changes because, because Daniel Craig is so like, uh, like whimsical almost. Um, so anyway, great answer. What's your next question? So in, um, in regards to the, 
with the title, right? Um, when it comes to worst, you know, knives out. Okay. Worst cut you ever had. The worst name? Cut. Worst cut I've ever had. Oh, uh, let's see. Ones that were not purposely purposeful incisions, because uh, I've had uh, many surgeries. Um, uh, worst cut, man. You know, I never. I, I didn't have. A, you know what? I had. I, so I've gotten stitches once for a time that was not a. Uh, that was not surgery. And it was the, the I, mind you, earlier in this day, this is when I was a kid, I was like 10 years old. I was riding my bike, right? And, I, and earlier in the day, I had hit a curb and I, I flew over the front of the bike. And I thought when I, when I arised from that, I, I couldn't believe I wasn't injured uh, from it because I did like a full front flip and I was a fat kid. It, you know, it just, I defied the laws uh, of physics. Uh, and then later that day, I run into the same curb because I don't learn and I just tip over. And split my fucking elbow wide open, just bleeding everywhere. I come into the house, and my father, being the the Puerto Rican, you know, asshole he is, he just grabs my arm with the same. He's washing dishes. He just grabs my arm and starts rubbing dishwater and soap on my arm to to try to clean the cut. Uh, I don't think that helped. I ended up going to the hospital and getting a uh, getting stitches. But that's probably the worst cut I can think of. Yeah, what 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 you got? You're you're muted now, Fred. That's definitely, first of all, that's definitely where uh, Corona originated yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> if you can put a dish rag on that. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Not like some Spanish beans and, and soap yeah. to go into yeah. your arm right there, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, mine was, I was at a church retreat, mm-hmm. and we, um, we were playing, it was at the Penn State Hazleton campus. And they had a football field. And so um, playing, you know, we're playing football and I, I slid, you know, and next to like, they, you know, they had a light pole. Mm. Get up, I keep it moving, right? This guy look, looks at me dead in my face and he's like, bro, what is wrong with your leg right now? Uh-huh. And I look and it's like almost pouring out blood. Like, like you know, the, <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah. you know, like it's just like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like a spot. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I almost faint because I'm like, like I, I've never seen that amount of blood ever. Yeah. So then I, I hightail to the nurse. They had they, this, this was a legit place. They had like a nurse and all that, mm. and they're like, "Oh, how can I help you?" And I said, "My leg." Uh-huh. And they're like, "Oh dear God!" Yeah. And, you know, like that. <laughs> you yeah. know, they, they, you know, so. Um, it was, I still have the scar, but it was like probably like that big. Mm-hmm. And what they were doing is they would put like a glue on it. Oh, okay. Wrap it and then uh-huh. rip it off and then glue it again. Oh, so I, I, I don't, I never heard of that. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I never heard of that technique. Uh, yeah, that's, but, uh, that's what happened. That's uh-huh. what happened for the week. Uh-huh. Um, but that was like uh, the, you could, my sock. You could have the video. Um, try, you know, like squeezed it out of yeah. your blood. Like it yeah, was yeah. just dripping. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, I'm that sure I'm methods. sure Marta would have fixed that like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, Marta yeah, yeah. identifying drugs off of the eyes alone, she would have fixed that cut in a fucking yeah. in a heartbeat. Um, okay. So this is my final question. This is my favorite question. Best movie chairs. All right. And this is in regards oh. to knives out that has 
uh, you know, this, uh, it's essentially Game of Thrones' chair, except they disassembled all the swords and had them pointing in a circle. Uh, so best movie chair, not maybe doesn't have to be a chair, but best movie uh, iconic scene of somebody sitting down and doing some thug shit. Um, you see, like that—that's one I had. A, I should have marinated on. Mm-hmm. That was hard, but if I had to think of anyone mm-hmm. of any chair, like any, um, of course, the Game of Thrones is like the go-to. Yeah, but which and that's a cool chair. I mean, yeah, yeah all the chairs are cool. I think my chair <laughs> that I would th- that I thought was cool was the um, the Darth Vader joint. You know that oh. he was like in the big. He was in the egg. Yeah. And you're one. You wonder why there he's in a, a webo with a with the chair inside, <laughs> and he's just uh, oh. you know like what is he doing? Like, yeah. What is the purpose? Like, is it just so he could take his helmet off and uh-huh. breathe outside uh-huh. of the helmet? Uh, like and why did he only give himself that little bit of space? Uh-huh. The first coronavirus patient and the first ventilator used <laughs> is the wiffle chair by Darth Vader. <laughs> it was essentially a set for anyone who hasn't seen Star Wars, like uh-huh. the five people have it. Yeah. It's essentially like those, like those, like uh, those pods where you can like uh, do nursing, like yeah. nurse your baby, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The first ventilator used by, by my man Darth Vader. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah. The, All right, cool. I, th- I thought of two. Uh, just real quick, I thought of two. I'm surprised you didn't say the Godfather chair. Uh, yeah. Which goes to Michael uh, eventually. I mean, you know, just a, an iconic chair. Him sitting at that chair is iconic. Or the chair that, that Tony Montana is sitting at when he's sniffing the mountain of cocaine. Ooh, you know what I mean? We're the, one, two, we're the two chairs I thought about when I wrote this question down. Um, but your, your answer was fantastic anyway. Uh, go ahead. You had a third question? Okay, so my third So, all right, a little disclaimer. We did talk about this question, but I thought it was a good, a good question okay. mm. prior. So you already know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Again, Knives Out. Yeah. What is your favorite movie sword? Favorite movie sword. Um, so, so I, you know, when you asked me this question, I thought about it for a while, and, and a lot of answers came to me. Uh, man, I, I don't remember. I don't think I, I don't know if I settled on. Oh, I think I did settle on one, but it's kind of cool. It's not even funny. I, I want to find a funny one. Uh, I'm not gonna think of a funny one off the top of my head though. But the one I always think about it. Which, what's the? Is it Legend, the Jet Li movie? Um, it was an epic, uh, like Asian movie, where it's like you know, uh, kind of like in the 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 uh, the the same type of movie like uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which also has a fantastic yeah. sword. Yeah. Uh, I so I, I think it's Legend. I think it's Legend. I can't remember what it's called. That sword uh, is fantastic. Or even the, the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is a fire sword. Uh, or if we just went cutting utensil, I, I just like when I think of cutting utensils. Oh, Kill Bill is another good one. I'm sorry. If I think of cutting utensils, I think of uh, of Inglorious Bastards. My man cutting the Nazi logo with that massive Bowie knife uh, into yeah. his head. So those are those are my answers. Those are the first words I think about. You know, when I think of famous yeah. movie swords. What you got? So mine's is um, I would say mine's is the Braveheart sword. Right, <sighs> that thing was like. Yeah. It was like three feet long. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, three yardsticks. <laughs> you took three yardsticks. <laughs> it was three, three uh, British meters. You know what I mean? The meters with the E before, after the R. You know what I mean? M-E-T-R-E meters. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was literally the, the, 
the uh, the biggest sword I've ever seen in my life, and and I don't know how they were able to do everything that they, uh-huh. they did. And there's actually, um, you know, it, it, I I had to find the timing, and you know, maybe, hopefully, you know, you know, we were able to like put like little pieces of video in here. But there's like in in the his first war scene, mm-hmm. there's a scene you know, you kind of realize, like, how heavy these swords are. Mm-hmm. You can't be, like, in movies, it's completely fake. They're going, yeah. like, you know, like that. That's That sword, what, weighs, like, 45 pounds? Whatever. You know, yeah. it, it's insane, right? Yeah. So, there's a scene where he starts screaming, like, after the end of the first, like, big war scene. Mm-hmm. And in the back, it's like there's two extras all the way back, and they are literally just, like, giving the most half-done effort on sword fight they're like one two, yeah, they're, just, they're just as tired as everyone else probably <laughs> but they kept going they could have yeah, walked yeah, yeah. away and then, uh-huh. <laughs> and, oh, all right we're good yeah, yeah, yeah. but um the braveheart sword is definitely my favorite yeah. um and then um you know one of the swords that i i don't appreciate mm-hmm. is you know and we talked about this is like the aladdin sword you know the, oh those, yeah the uh, the Arabian the big ones mm-hmm. like they just don't feel like I don't even know if there there's a like a sheath yeah, yeah. it just doesn't feel like you you could pull it out and get yeah, any yeah. type of respect with it yeah if it, uh, you know what it with that that sword those swords feel like this is a one sided thing so if I don't hit you with this first one you feel me the comeback is not going to be fantastic you know what I mean that's why you you really see sword fights with them with them things. Yeah, you yeah. Know what you, I mean? you usually see a, a, a demolishing. It's, I'm gonna hit you with this joint and it's over. But if you yeah. live through it, you know. What no, I mean? no. The henchmen are the ones that get the jacked up. Yeah, yeah. Sword. yeah. And then the hero, like um, Prince of Persia, whatever, he got a nice sword, and then mm-hmm. he, he yeah. gets you with it. <laughs> the the other sword, real quick, that was kind of annoying. I I think maybe it's because I'm so in love with the Braveheart uh-huh. sword is the the um the sword from troy okay yeah yeah, because yeah. it's it, i feel like it's this long <laughs> it is the opposite well i think they do that on purpose to show the the prowess of like achilles and of uh, hector yes. that they yeah. got they they're running out here with with a couple toothpicks and are like maiming whole armies you know what I mean? yeah 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 his yeah. sword was but i mean it's more believable that you could toss that thing sure. around yeah, you know, yeah. so I mean, anything um, is believable when Brad Pitt's doing it. So, oh, of course, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah. In, in in regards to my sword, the Braveheart sword yeah. is the, the um, the best. Now, yeah. real quick story, real quick uh-huh. story, real quick. One time, right? Um, and I probably told this to you, but uh, one time, right? I couldn't go to sleep. And mm-hmm. growing up, disclaimer: I didn't have cable, right? So the you know, I would go downstairs, put on the TV, and you know they would have the not infomercials, but you know like QVC. Mm-hmm. And so this it's like three o'clock in the morning, and the and we have five channels, right? So <laughs> I'm watching the QVC, but of swords, right? Uh-huh. So they're selling swords, and they had the brave part. So I'm like, dang! So I'm gonna yeah. watch this, right? And then they said they um they end up saying how um this guy ends up showing the sword mm-hmm. a, a katana. And he's like, mm-hmm. look how adorable this thing is, right? And mind you, this is live. Uh-huh. He starts banging the sword like on this wooden stump. The sword breaks off, mm. off the handle, and stabs him in the chest. <laughs> and then just like just like what you see right here, uh-huh. you see this? And yeah. then he disappears like this. <laughs> you hear him go, ah, oh, ah. Uh, 
And then the other guy, the Regnet, there's a Regnet character, like host. And he's like, you're right there, buddy. And you can, no lie, YouTube this. <laughs> what are the chances that I want to watch this? What were the chances that I'd be awake at three o'clock in the morning to witness this stabbing, this self-stabbing, and that it would be put on self-mutilation? <laughs> it's like the pain Olympics, but by accident. <laughs> Dude, it was it was phenomenal, and yeah. it it was it, it made me not having, having like a little bit of insomnia all worth it. Yeah, I yeah. was like, is this really happening right now? Because there's no reason they would leave that. Yeah. It wasn't a recording because yeah, yeah. you would you essentially killed the fact that that sword was well yeah. made. Yeah, you know. Well, so, I mean, it does cleave him. So I, I mean, I think you know, if you get one that stays on the handle, you're protected. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, if I recall, the guy uh, reminded him about mm-hmm. the sword. Okay. So um, it, no, he he reminded him. He said, "Yo," uh, or warned him. I'm sorry. He uh-huh. said, "Yo, be careful." And he he was like, "Bang, bang," and then stabbed himself. <laughs> Oh, man, that stepped on my joke. Uh, Yeah, I think we'll end it there. Uh, I wanted to make a joke, though, during your Braveheart talk. Uh, Little known fact, when he screams freedom, it's because he's free of using this fucking sword anymore that he has to carry around set. Uh, I wanted to say that joke a minute ago, and I had to get it off. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get it off now. Um, Well, Fred, I think next week we're going to do Parasite, or unless you have another suggestion, because this was my suggestion. I don't know if you want to pick a suggestion next week. Uh, you let me know. Otherwise, we'll do Parasite. Same format type. I'll clean it up a little bit. I think this was great, though. Uh, everybody else, you know, wash your stupid fucking hands, as always. Uh, stay in the stupid fucking house, please. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Fred, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not right now. I'm working on a, on a project, uh, you know, a little video project, where it's going to be a little longer. Okay. Um, so... Um, you know, I'll keep you posted when when it gets uh, released yeah. and all that. Hey, speaking of that, that that we will feature that on the website. Go to the broadest view, T H E broad S T view dot com. It's kind of like Broad Street. That's the point. So for those who didn't get it, it's a double entendre. It's the broadest view, but also Broad Street view for Philadelphia. And I'm smart that way. Um, Keep an eye out for Fred content. We will be sharing that as always. If anyone has any suggestions, you let me know. Otherwise, that's all we got. And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta coast, 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 uh, and sometimes, and sometimes I gotta.